Hello, and welcome to Cheese the... I don't know why I'm doing that voice. Hello, and welcome to Cheese the Day, the official podcast of North Coast Co-op. My name is Thomas. We're already having a great time here. I'm the Cheese Department head of our Eureka location at North Coast Co-op. I'm here with my fellow cheese nerd. Veronica. I'm the Cheese Department head at our Arcada location. Excellent. What are we talking about, Thomas? Ooh, okay. So today, I wanted to take a step back and look at our cheese case and pretend that phone didn't just go off. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to look at our cheese case, and we're going to talk about some of the cheeses in there that are the heroes of our cheese selection. They're not flashy. They're not out there, you know, trying to make a name for themselves, building a personal brand. The workhorses the of work the cheese The workhorses of the case. cheese case that are just there day in, day out. They're fantastic every day, and they're just pulling their weight plus a little extra. All right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for example, first cheese on my list. This is a cheese <laughs> that is not famous, but it probably should be. It's called. Pareggio. It's mm. from Ardicas. They make a lot of goudas. You probably, I mean, obviously, Veronica understands that name. Ardicas, they're a manufacturer. They're all Dutch goudas. Almost all Dutch goudas. This mm. cheese on their website, I, and this is, this is controversial. Parmesan Consortium, close your ears. Mm-hmm. On their website, this is, this is a direct quote. This unique cheese is a cross between a nutty Parmigiano-Reggiano and a creamy Gouda. Shots fired. <laughs> Let me explain. No, they're, they're playing fast and loose with the Parmesan Consortium's death grip on the name Parmigiano-Reggiano. And I think they're getting away with it because they're like, it's kind of a cross between. It's a cross between. They're not saying it is We were is talking that. about flavor. We weren't yeah. saying it is that. And it isn't that. No. But they took par, kind of the first syllable of Parmigiano-Reggiano, and Eggio, oh. one of the latter syllables of Parmigiano-Reggiano, <laughs> and just kind of like, they took the name and just, they were like, how much do we legally have to subtract from these words to not get absolutely clobbered in court? That's the name we're going with. But you know what? This is why I've picked it. Because their website is right. Like, it is a cross between Gouda and a really great Parmesan. And I, I, I carry it in Eureka, and I stock it next to the Parmesans in my, like, Mm. kind of little italy section i feel like i've probably tasted it before but i don't i feel like i sent you some but i don't remember specifically but i imagine it would be a cheese that you could use on all kinds of things exactly that's why i picked it because parmesan everybody at home you know how to use parmesan you're grating it you're shredding it you're crumbling it and you're putting it on all kinds of stuff it's a topping it's an ingredient you cook with it it's delicious yeah and a gouda creamy and lovely and you're slicing it on cheese boards you're having it as little chunks in salads you're putting it on sandwiches maybe maybe you're melting it in some fondue or in your mac and cheese in your mac and cheese you can do 
all of that. Actually, I made mac and cheese with Pereggio last night. And I have to say, one of the best mac, best mac and cheeses I've ever made. What else did you put in your mac and cheese? Okay. Yeah, no, we're, we're going <clears> to <throat> sidebar for this real quick. Okay. So I had a big <laughs> hunk of that Italian bacon that's not pancetta. Mm. The Italian bacon that's not bacon. The round bacon. I had a big chunk of, ha- of uh, pancetta. And I diced that up super fine. And then mm-hmm. from our meat department here, I also got, they do this really cool thing where they get a whole ribeye and they're cutting it into steaks. They cut nice, big, thick steaks. But a lot of times they end up with these end pieces that aren't really full steaks. So mm. I bought a couple of those. And they're usually, you know, they'll put them out at, at a little bit of a discount compared yeah. to the regular ribeye. And it's just as good. It's just a weird shape, usually. So I diced that into little fine pieces. Oh, wow. And some onion that I, I spent a lot of time, like, dicing things finely. Onions, pancetta, a little ribeye, and some of those um, wildcrafted, a selection of wildcrafted mushrooms. This went the in the mac and cheese? Or yeah, this yeah. Was... This was how I started. This was the base. Oh, wow. And I'm okay. frying all this up. And the pancetta releases its oil and browns the steak beautifully. And I just had that going on the side, sizzling away. And it would brown. And every once in a while, I'd kind of like, not really stir it, but more like scrape and flip to mm. sort of like brown new sections of it. Almost like hash browns. And then I've got a big pot of boiling water going that I'm waiting for my pasta to go in. Extra salt in that water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did a thumbs up after extra salt. I realize people at home can't see that. Extra salt in your water. Two Double thumbs, thumbs up. up. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I started just pulling stuff out of my refrigerator. And the only cheese that I had brought home for this purpose, aside from, I, 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 you know, you have other cheese Being in your fridge. What else You've did got you a put lot of there? cheeses in the fridge. I had like half a block of mozzarella from leftovers that I needed to use because it's probably only got like another week before it starts getting those little mold spots. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I better use that. And I better use this cheddar because that's kind of old. I had some Prairie Breeze cheddar mm. that, oh, was, yeah. that I also opened a little while ago and my girlfriend had been nibbling on it, but like kind of slowly. So I was like, yeah, let's use that up. Great cheddar from it was Iowa. Those little, like, yeah knobbly bits of cheese that were just in there there was a little bit of parmesan but not much it was really just like the dregs so i had some cheddar i had some parmesan and oh the other the other secret weapon i had in there was just like just a couple ounces of jalapeno havarti and about the same amount of rattlesnake cheddar which so, is so that you, tequila yeah. habanero infused cheddar oh, that's yeah. very spicy. It's very spicy. But I diffused that out Amongst into the all whole the cheese other... sauce. So you have like five and what or that six, kind of did is you'd be cheeses? eating along, and every once in a while you'd get that little tingle, like ooh, mm, mm. Well, that's lovely. Yeah. But the bulk of the cheese was a couple of big blocks of this Pareggio that I grated up. I should say I was making a big batch of mac and cheese to have leftovers. Oh, okay. Like I filled the biggest Pyrex we had for baking. And additionally, we had like dinner and then seconds of mac and cheese that didn't fit in the Pyrex. Yeah. It was like, I had to, it was the whole bag of pasta in my biggest stock pot because I, it was so much pasta and cheese sauce and meat and meat and and onions and just, oh my gosh. Oh, and the meat and onions got a squirt of, because like it's a lot of cheese, it's a lot of meat and salt. I needed some acid in there. Mustard. So I've discovered this stuff. We carry it on the juice aisle, like on the warm shelves in mm-hmm. Arcata. 
It looks like a squeezy bottle like you'd buy like pre-juiced lemon or lime juice. Mm. This stuff is from Italy. Oh. And it's lemon and ginger juice mixed together. You put that in your mac and cheese. I put that in there because it's just like a little bit of acid and like umami hit. And the ginger is not really like super prevalent. Mm. But just a, a, a nice heavy squirt of that into that oily, bacony meat mixture after it was all browned up. And I used that basically to deglaze that pan of all the like wow. stuff on the bottom. And the Pareggio was the star of this mac and cheese. That was the so bulk it was of the cheese. in the mac and cheese. And then did you grate more on top? To Weirdly, no. Oh. Because by the time I got done mixing it in a giant stock pot and pouring it into the thing and being like, oh, crap, I don't have like, I've got too much for the stock pot. And then I like, we have to have, we have to eat this tonight. Cause like I, yeah. And then we, I sat down in front of the news and I ate. And then I ate more. And actually, I've heard from my girlfriend today. I I apologize. I love you, girlfriend, whose name I don't have permission to say. So I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> I'm not trying to be shady. But I have heard from her today. Her stomach is pretty grumbly because we ate too much mac and cheese last night. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's it's sitting heavy. Oh, I'm not going to lie. That like, sounds that was pretty a lot heavy duty. Yeah. That, that was the whole meal, though. That was the entire meal. Wow. Just mac and cheese. Just like. Not a side. With like, we had steamed vegetables. No, and no. We had this mac and cheese. This was like dangerously, and, oh like gosh. industrial levels of mac and cheese. <laughs> like. Like maybe you should have been yeah. out. Like. Doing some hard hiking and sweating yeah, and I have to imagine or that like. First. This was enough mac and cheese that like, okay, I am now fit after having eaten this mac and cheese to go like winter hiking up a mountain. And this is the only food I'll need today, which we did not do. We sat on the couch and went immediately to bed, which was a mistake. Because it gets dark at 4.30. But I'm so looking forward to those leftovers when I get home. <laughs> because I, I would say that Pareggio was about 50% of my cheese. Everything else was just like bits and bobs and end bits. Right. That was sort it of the leftover it. bits that you're like, well, yeah, I want to use these. I want to go to yeah. waste. I Mac could have made the entire cheese sauce with just Pareggio and a little bit of like milk and white wine. Mm -hmm. And that would have been fantastic all on its own. But, but like you throw some pancetta in there and that's better. And a little ribeye. I've got this. I need to use that. That's go. in my fridge. Yeah. I recognize that I work at co-op. So I have access excellent to. food privilege i'm like yeah i've got ribeye in my fridge and pancetta that i need to use and all these cheeses that is not the typical experience of someone who's not an employee at a grocery store that sells amazing food but it could be your typical experience if you you know shop the deals here because honestly i got i got a lot of that stuff on sale here mm -hmm. it's stuff that i got on sale and then hang on to and needed to use because because I'm working stiff waste. like the rest yeah. of you. And we've got some great deals. And like, sorry, this isn't a podcast about the meat department, but I just have to say, like, our meat department's been killing it recently. Shout out to the Eureka Meat Department. I think they won an award last year for being the best meat department that ever meat departmented. But <laughs> yeah, they've been killing it recently. They've, nice. got, they've got a lot of good stuff in there. Good. 
Reggio, sorry. Unsung heroes of the cheese case, the meat department. <laughs> okay. You know what? Let's take a break and uh, reconvene. We'll, I will gather my thoughts. And I will stop salivating the, over mac and cheese. We'll get back on the rails. And we'll and get back on. Let's get this episode back on the rails. Yes. <laughs> and this time for once, it wasn't me that derailed it. You asked me what was in the mac I and cheese. I just asked one question. <laughs> you asked one question. And 20 minutes later, here we are. Okay. 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 Uh, Taking a break. Take a break from our sponsors, North Coast Co-op, which has an awesome meat department. Cheese the Day is the official cheese cast of North Coast Co-op, your local member-owned grocery co-op where everyone is welcome. Hi, Thomas here. You've been listening to our podcast for a while now, and maybe you're ready to take this commitment to the next level. Maybe you're ready to sign up for our cheese email list. Here's why I think you should. First of all, and this is like really kind of the best reason, when you sign up, we're going to give you a 50% off coupon for Cypress Grove Chev. Not like a little disc of it, the whole log, like a whole log of Cypress Grove Chev for 50% off. You can take it home and put Chev on like all kinds of things. It's great. Second of all, we're not going to spam your email address or sell your information. All we're going to do is every time we release an episode, we're going to send you a little email. It'll have a coupon in there. Maybe it'll have a little article in there about uh, something related to the episode or a fun topic. Cheese-related news, essentially. And you're already here listening to a dedicated cheese podcast put out by a local grocery co-op. So, like, we think you're the right audience for our cheese email list because it's a cheese email list put out by us. Sign up, northcoast.coop slash cheese. Tell your friends. And we're back. We're back. Okay, we're back on the rails, folks. I'll be good, <laughs> I promise. I may break that promise. What's well, the next cheese? Let's talk about Fromage Blanc. Oh, yeah. Fromage Blanc is where Pereggio is my secret weapon that can do anything. Slice it, melt it, put it in a stew. Any of that stuff that you want a hard cheese for, Fromage Blanc is the do-all of soft cheeses. Do you want to mix it into your muffin batter to give your muffins like... That little bit of like, mm, that's like delightfully tangy. What is that? Mm-hmm. When I slather butter on here, that tang from the goat cheese goes perfectly with the fat from the butter. What's yeah. going on? Like it, any soft cheese that you want to put in a recipe that makes the people at the potluck go, oh, that's delightful. What is that? Oh, wow. It's what goat is cheese. And Fromage Blanc is the perfect goat cheese because it's bright. It's fresh. Uh, it's first spreadable. Of all, like, let's hit the main point right now. It's made by Cypress Grove locally hero of the local cheese community. I think Cypress Grove has done so much for the local food community in general. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like the ones that hit it big. You can buy their cheese all over the world, but Fromage Blanc is fresh. And that's while I'm sure they do ship it out of the area. I think we get it here. It's not, Super aged, you know. I see the I see the batch dates on the batches they're mm-hmm. sending us. Well, it's, it's fresh, fresh, cheese. fresh, white 
cheese. Yeah, fromage blanc. It's yeah. in the name. It's in the name. White cheese. Yeah. And there's not a lot done to it, so it's it's kind of a blank slate. Whereas a lot of their other cheeses, you know, the little chef discs have got flavor added. Yeah. It's also a lot softer than their chef logs, so it's easier to incorporate into other Recently, things. Recently, it's been really, really soft. Which, Recently, it has been really soft. Which has been difficult for us to work with. <laughs> I've been just, it gets shipped in a big bag, and what I've been doing is just, I cut the tip off and I pipe it into the containers like it's frosting. Which has been working well for me. Hmm. I think that would be hard for my. I think that would be hard for my staff to. Possibly, I've to do, but it's been kind of ridiculous lately. Anyway, you need real big hands to make that work because it's not a piping bag. It's it's an extra large bag. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. However, sorry, I was. I was. You can make your own special flavors of whatever you want in Fromage Blanc. You can make your own schmear. The simplest thing to do is. Go to your spice cabinet, pick flavors you like, mix them into your fromage blanc. Even if they're dry herbs, if you give it a little bit, the fromage blanc has got some moisture in there. It will rehydrate those herbs. Yeah. And you could use Unless fresh Unless it's herbs. like, you know, cinnamon sticks or something. You, you know. could use fresh herbs. You could fresh put a herbs. dollop of jam in there. Yeah. You can make dollop sweet of jam, fromage a little blanc. honey, things you've got in your cupboard. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Our producer is raising his hand. <laughs> Chigotle. Chigotle. Yes, this oh, was. Oh yeah, I fr- I think that was just goat cheese with some chipotle powder in it, right? That was We're still talking about blanc, what, uh, fromage, blanc. fromage blanc. Yeah, that and then chipotle from uh, the deli. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, those chipotle peppers they've got in the deli. You could put you could do fromage blanc and a squirt of your favorite hot sauce in there, however yeah. much you want in there. You can make your own secret sauce. Fire ants on a log. <laughs> my one of my favorites that goat cheese smeared down a stick of celery and then little dollops of hot sauce on there. Yeah. It's so good and so easy. But it's the dual of soft cheeses. So you can get extra fancy from there. I also use it as the base in my I uh okay. I haven't said this publicly yet. But is it a confession? Larapin, the local restaurants, has a dessert on their menu. Oh. Which is a heart-shaped goat, cloudy pillow of wonderful. It just is it it, the like, Corella creme. It is. It's the yes. dessert that'll bring you to tears. And this is not an advertisement for Larapin. But it's this a great dessert. This is the dessert. story of a man <laughs> who's trying to recreate that recipe at home because he wants to eat it all the time. And I even bought the little special like ceramic heart-shaped molds with the holes in the bottom to yeah. drain it. So if you can Google it, basically you're you're whipping up a bunch of dairy product. And then putting it in a mold or a colander, you could just throw some cheesecloth in a colander and drain it in that. And putting it in the fridge and letting it drain. And if you've ever made whipped cream and put it in the fridge for too long and then it kind of separates and you end up with like liquid in the bottom and then this like weird, the whipped cream without the liquid in it gets kind of just airy and like substanceless. Yeah. If you force that to happen on purpose and build it into your recipe, you end up with Corolla creme, which is phenomenal. And Fromage Blanc is perfect in it. You whip that up, put it in there, put it in a mold to drain the way out, and then you pop that on top of a cookie crumb crust or a little chocolate. Yes. Or you just like set it on top of a pancake and then use it as a topping. It's fantastic. It's heart-shaped, so you could use it. It's you know, heart-shaped. An, an it, extra special. It comes it's, with a really your thin birthday layer or, of chocolate on the bottom yeah. of it. 
Oh, and sorry. Then, it does at the restaurant. At the yeah, restaurant. But, and yeah. I do a, a no, drizzle no, this, of really this fresh This isn't about raspberry. the restaurant. Oh, Although, so Larapin, good. if you'd like to sponsor us, you know, you <laughs> currently our only sponsor is North Coast Co-op. Maybe we branch out a little. Maybe, maybe you know, we do sell Larapin sauce here at the Co-op. There, I made it related. That we do carry their products because they and have Larapin a jarred sauce. And Larapin sauce with Fromage Blanc is great. Actually, yeah. They're, I have to say. Their dilled mustard sauce. That is fantastic on a cheese board. Almost any cheese, really. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. It's mustardy. It's got that like sweet, acidic thing going that really plays well with the salty fattiness of yeah. any cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Fromage blanc. Oh, yes. And Ed, you have another cheese? Yes, I have more cheeses. Okay. So those are those. I, I spent a while on those because those are like, if I could only have two cheeses, I think I've decided those are the cheeses. They would get me through the rest of my life. Wow, that's saying something. It is. And especially because neither of those cheeses are on my list of favorite cheeses, really. But they're so versatile that they're my favorite just because of what they allow me to do. But now let's let's talk about let's talk about Alexander Farms. Alexander Family Farms. Mm-hmm. This one, unsung hero of the cheese department, because I don't know if I don't know if you people listening at home know this yet. You folks. Alexander Family Farms, you know them. They make great milk. They've got the eggs. The good eggs. You know. And the eggnog. Mm. And the eggnog. Yes. The good eggnog. A2, A2 milk. Yep. A2 proteins. That's, I think that comes from Jersey cows or something. I'm not that familiar think, with the protein structure so. of milk. Yeah. Yeah. You, they've been in the area for a long time. Local farm. We love doing business with them. A lot of people are fans of their products. They made cheese. Kind of in secret, so much in secret that they were able to age it for a whole year and not a lot of people knew about it, but we've got some of it. It's on our shelves right now. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful one-year-old aged cheddar. And it's local. It's local. They marketed it to us as one year. I will say the stuff I've got on the shelf is a year and a half old now, so mm. that's worth noting. Yeah. Year and a half old at year old prices. Uh, it's, you know, it's up there. It's definitely in the higher end as far as prices of cheese, but like they're using their own milk and you, you can see and taste the quality of their milk. And I think a lot of our customers, that's the milk they've been buying for a while. It's local. It's Jersey cow milk. I think it's Jersey. Don't quote me on that. Actually, it's a two milk for sure, but I'm not sure of the specific breed of cow, but it's that just extra creamy goodness in their milk. And they made this cheese out of just full fat, whole milk goodness from their farm. And yeah, they, they farm the milk themselves. They grow the cows. They feed the cows. They milk the cows. They turn that milk into cheese. Face Rock up in Oregon, I think, did their affinage for them. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're a big name in cheese for a while. You know, they, they know what they're doing. They're, they're making good cheese. I think we, we used to carry a few Face Rock cheeses here and i think you I might still to i have their their curds, their curds. i okay, have their yeah. plain curds and the vampire slayer vampire slayer yes if you like garlic vampire slayer cheese curds arcade co-op get some get your garlic breath on <laughs> uh we're really excited i'm i'm really excited i will say to have a chance to carry a new local cheese yeah it's been a little while and like Especially just emotionally, like Lolita Cheese Factory went out of business and yeah. they had so many fans and 
for a long time, my job seemed like it was just to disappoint people because people would come in and be like, oh, I'm looking for that Havarti that Lolita makes. I'm like, oh, sorry. You can never have that again ever in your life because they went out of business. Yeah, I still have people asking for their cheese Yeah, curds me too. And their queso fresco. And their queso fresco was great. They made a lot of things that were incredibly popular with folks. People grew up on those cheeses. And, and going to the cheese factory. I hope that 30 years from now, we'll still be selling Alexander Farms cheese. I hope they keep making cheese and keep bringing that to market and that that becomes another local staple that today's kids can grow up on. Because we have so many cows all around this area. I'm do. surprised we don't have more local cheese. Now we do. We've got Alexander yeah. Farms cheddar. And who knows what they're going to make in the future. This is their very first batch of cheese. And we, the co-op, are happy to have it on our shelves here. And we're excited for you guys to try it. And hopefully, yeah, they continue making some interesting cheeses. I'd I'd love to see what they could do in, like, Jack's Havarti's. Sort of that space that Lolita left empty mm-hmm. when they went out of business. I mean, there's also Rumiano. But Rumiano's palate was different than Lolita. Mm-hmm. I think by design, you know, they didn't want to oversaturate the market too much. but. Now there's this big hole there and those wonderful flavored, soft, creamy cheeses that Lolita used to do. Yeah. Yeah. More local cheese. More local cheese. Yeah. So thank you, Alexander Family Farms, for making cheese, for selling it to us. We were, the delivery guy told me, officially the very first customers of theirs to order cheese. We ordered it. Basically, as soon as I heard the rumor they were making cheese, I was like, hey, put me down for some. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew I would want it. That's an exciting one. I do have, I mean, I feel like I should have saved Alexander Family Farms to the end, but I was too excited. I jumped ahead in my <laughs> list. I do have one other cheese to talk about that's an unsung hero. And let's see if you agree with me, because I think this might be a contentious opinion. Oh. Ricotta Salada. It's good cheese. It's good cheese. I think not a lot of people know about it. And I was kind of meh about it for a while. And I think it's a frustrating cheese as cheesemongers because when you buy it and cut into it, it doesn't last quite as long as other cheeses. It's not like regular ricotta. It's not. Yeah. It's not like oh, sorry, scoop it out explain. of the container. Yeah. It's, it's it's not at all a loose, soft cheese. They drain a, a lot more of the whey out of it. It's It's more firm, but it's crumbly. Mm-hmm. It's but it's still fairly wet, which yeah doesn't help with its shelf life it's, once we cut it open. But it's moist. I don't. I think it's got a pretty neutral pH as far as I can tell. Which it's got nice, fresh, milky flavor. Yeah, but it's, but it's a little salty. It's good. It's it's everything you'd want in a dry ricotta, and I I was kind of on the fence about it. But think about all the nice winter things that you want ricotta in. You want it in lasagnas, and you want to put it, maybe you want to put it on top of salads. That's not really wintry, but, you know, your, your, your winter green salad, throw some ricotta on there. You want it inside ravioli as ravioli filling. Mm-hmm. Basically, everywhere I want to use ricotta, if you use it in liquid form, then 90% of that recipe comes about controlling the liquid and not overdoing it on the liquid. You don't want to have soggy lasagna at the end. No, yeah. So you're like, okay, you've got ricotta in there, so not too much red sauce. But I love red sauce. 
I want the red sauce in there too. Yeah. Enter ricotta salata, a dry ricotta that has all of the wonderfulness of ricotta. You can crumble it up in your lasagna. You know, you buy a slice off the shelf and you can literally just crumble it with your hands. Mm-hmm. It's, I would say it's kind of the texture of, it's almost feta-like in its texture and that you can yeah. crumble it up a lot. It's got that kind of like, how do I, I want to describe it as like corky, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, corky's not. But like, it's got, it's got a definitely like porous, porous, there's the word I'm looking for. It's got a very porous structure to it that just crumbles apart effortlessly. And yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, this is maybe niche, but I make my own ravioli at home and enjoy doing it. I think it belongs on pizzas. It belongs in ravioli. Any Anywhere that you would put ricotta, and especially like as a salad topping, regular ricotta, you're going to have to drain that to use it as a salad dressing anyway, or I, just commit to having a real wet salad. I don't know if I've ever put ricotta on a salad, but... The little curds... In the ricotta, those indiv- those are fantastic in salad because I, they're little tiny, just micro curds of cheese, and each one has got that milky, salty, wonderful that mm-hmm. you want in a salad. And ricotta salada, you can just bust that apart, and then you've got that cheesy goodness all throughout your salad. It's not that heavy, and also it's an incredibly reasonable price. It is. I mean, especially because it's so porous and so lightweight. That even if the price per pound is, I don't know what it is, but I think it's somewhere around $8 a pound on the scale. I mean, that price is subject to change. Absolutely. We adjust all of our prices According as to, they change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, dairy. We, yeah. We have our margin and we just, we set the price as it comes into us, basically. So that price may change as the price of milk fluctuates, but generally on the shelf, it's a lot of ricotta for the money. I think, I think it's a much less expensive way to buy ricotta if you take all the liquid out of ricotta. Like, if you were going to drain ricotta to use it. Oh, your, yeah. Like, you end up with just concentrated ricotta flavor then. And that, that's why it's on my list. It is a secret weapon. It's a cheap, inexpensive way to get a lot of ricotta flavor. And you don't have that liquid problem with the ricotta where you, like... You can do anything with it then. It opens up a lot of avenues to put ricotta into things that you might have a hard time with otherwise. I think you should make ricotta gnocchi. I should definitely it. make ricotta gnocchi. That would be good. Yes. That would be amazing. I'm doing that. <laughs> Not tonight because I've still got leftover mac and cheese, <laughs> which I've been forbidden from addressing again. <laughs> but, oh, it's so good. I can't. Uh, all right. And I do have one more. T- this is kind of a long episode. If you're hanging in there with me, I hope this will be worth you sticking around. I'm pretty sure it will because I have another secret weapon cheese, which is an unsung hero. You've all heard of Gruyere. If you're a foodie, you know that Gruyere is worth the price. Swiss Gruyere is amazing. It adds perfect wonderful flavor have you ever heard of french gruyere or gruyere de comte Mm. also known as just comte Mm. that is the cheese that i think deserves a lot more praise it's very famous inside of france and you know you can get it at a lot of cheese counters around a lot of people don't realize how similar to gruyere it is and actually there when 
when they were first deciding, you know, what is the designated, you know, AOC or PDO for Gruyere, Comte wanted to be included. Their neighboring regions, Comte France is just across the border from Gruyere, Switzerland, or, or close enough that mm-hmm. they make the same cheese, essentially. That was their argument. Well, of course, the French side of the border claims that they do it better, and the Swiss side claims that they do yes. it better. Mimolet. And, and if you them. taste them, <laughs> they don't taste identically, despite the fact that their recipes are basically identical, and their aging processes, in a lot of cases, are exactly identical. So it gives you a chance. Really, the difference is... Terroir. Terroir. <laughs> it comes back to that episode on terroir we did. Exactly. Yes. It gives you a chance to taste, especially if you can get them that are exactly the same age, you can say, this is the taste of France. These are the cows that are grazing at a lower altitude in France with everything that that entails. And these are the cows that are grazing. Are they the same breed of cows that they're getting the milk from? I wonder. I am not positive. The breed of cow definitely comes into it. What the cow's eating definitely oh, comes into it because yeah. the, the pasture land is remarkably different in those two regions from what I've read. I haven't, you know, been there. I think you've been there. I've been to Greer. Yeah. And I think we drove through where Comte is <laughs> made, I think. The breed of cow, I don't want to overstep and say yes, definitely. And I'll say that the where it sits now, you know. Gruyere to Comte is a common way to refer to Comte from France, and or at least it's common in France. The recipe, I think, there's a little bit of leeway for there to be slight differences in the make and maybe the breed of cow. I don't want to overstep and say yes, definitely there, but they're very similar cheeses, and I would say the bulk of the difference comes down to those little micro differences between cheeses that we talk about, like all the things that play into it, like the minerals and the soil and the time of year that the cows get milked. That's a big one. One of the articles that I was reading, which I've, I'll throw this out there for our cheese heads, pH cheese, kind of like PhD, but pH cheese. It's a really cool blog I found. And that this is the article that was describing like, how similar they are in terms of their make and their recipe. And it was a good read. And, you know, PH cheese, I think their tagline is cheese so smart. It's got a degree. Uh, (laughs) I had a lot of fun reading there. If you're a cheese nerd, go check it out. I think they're doing some pretty great work, but Comte is my secret weapon because everybody knows Gruyere and we've also got Comte. I know you've got it. I've got it on the shelf. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, it's everything that Gruyere is, but it just hits a little different. It's, it's subtly different. I don't know if it's, I bet the prices are pretty comparable. I, I was going to check. I think, I think Gruyere is more expensive on the shelf right now, although it does fluctuate quite a bit. I have pre-cuts of Comte. I have pre-cuts of Comte too. Because I can get five pound logs yeah. of Gruyere, and it's a lot easier to manage a vacuum sealed five pound log, and I can only get like a wheel of Comte, which probably weighs in at twenty five pounds. I'm just imagining the the size of the wedge of the Comte we're getting, and I imagine if I cut a piece of Gruyere, it would it would be close in price, but it would come out a little more expensive. That's just a guess. 
I haven't actually compared them, which I should have when I was preparing for this episode. <laughs> but uh, it's it's very comparable in price, if not a little cheaper. And it gives you just that little bit of a different flavor. And anywhere you'd use Gruyere, you know, you're melting it into your French onion soup. You're melting it on your croque, Madame, Monsieur, etc. Uh, mm. You're just shredding little nibbles off of it for your recipe and then you're eating it as fast as you're shredding it because it's so delicious. And then you need to go buy more Gruyere. So you could feel extra smart if you come to the co-op and you have a recipe that calls for Gruyere and we're out, but we have Comte. You could get Comte. Yeah. That's what I've or vice versa. started recommend. Every time we've ever run out of Gruyere, I've had to be like, well, you could get some Swiss and maybe mix some of this in there for that. Like, mm, but it's not going to be, it's not the same. It's not the same. And honestly, Comte is not the same either. It, they do taste different. I highly recommend tasting them side by side for that experience where you can say, oh, this is the French version. This is the Swiss version. How do they differ? I have not They're tasted them side by side. In different I regions for different palates. It's an experience. Hmm. So that's my other sort of dueling, secret weapon. Dueling sandwiches. Yes. Mm. Dueling sandwiches. <laughs> and you could make them mini. Mm. Okay. We have to go do that now, like right now. <laughs> we could. It's downstairs. We could do that. All right. All right. That's that's your tour of That's my tour. I think I think we can we can wrap it up. Cheeses everyone should appreciate. Everyone should appreciate these cheeses. All right. Well, that concludes today's episode. Thank you everyone for listening. If you're interested in any of those lovely cheeses, the ricotta salata, the Gruyere, and the Alexander Farms cheddar, Pareggio. Don't forget the Pareggio. And you want to make great mac and cheese. Or the um, fromage blanc. <laughs> or fromage blanc, yes. Sorry. Come visit our cheese department at either of our stores, located at 811 I Street in Arcata and 25 4th Street in Eureka. Please follow the North Coast Co-op on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at northcoast.coop. That's C-O-O-P. If you want more cheese content and you'd like to subscribe to our email list and get the great deals that come through sometimes, please visit northcoast.coop slash cheese. And our email list includes things like cheese wisdom from Co-op Cheese Nerds, hand-picked cheese recommendations, upcoming cheese news and events, exclusive deals on cheese. Usually it's just good deals on cheese. You want that really anyway, right? And early access to new and exciting cheeses. That's it for today. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. <laughs>